Would you like to attach a face to that voice? When you subscribe to the Book Interrupted YouTube channel, you get to see everybody, as well as check out a bunch of extra Book Interrupted videos and music content. Visit the Book Interrupted YouTube channel to see what you've been missing. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Well, I like that too, because what happened to you is that's why you who you are, not like there's something wrong with you. And I, I'm not against Oprah. I, I, I never really thought about Oprah, but um, as it turns out, like yeah, that might come um, down to feeling manipulated too, because it's like, just tell me, I don't need the song and dance. Do you think it has to do with something in your childhood? And some people were like, oh, what's wrong with that person? But really it's like, wow, maybe they're having a bad day. But then he doesn't leave his heart at the door. My body has Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with God. And we're going to talk it out on Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. Hi, I'm Sarah. I started Book Interrupted and asked the closest people to me to be part of it. First, I asked my sister. Hi, I'm Meredith the sister. My first friend. Hi, I'm Kim, the first friend. My old roommate. Hi, I'm Lindsay, the old roommate. My high school friend. Hi, I'm Kara, the high school friend. My good friend and Kara's sister. That's me. Hi, I'm Leah, Sarah's friend, Kara's sister, and the final member of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to join along, this book cycles from January 3rd to February 13th. It's Leah's book pick, Ever Reading What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. Our earliest experiences shape our lives far down the road, and What Happened to You provides powerful scientific and emotional insights into the behavioral patterns so many of us struggle to understand. This book is going to change the way you see your life. Published in 2021, What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey is a number one New York Times bestseller, and it shot to the top of the Amazon bestseller list just 24 hours after its release, currently holding number one in anxiety disorders and developmental psychology on Amazon.ca. Dr. Perry, MD, PhD, and renowned brain and trauma expert, has published over 500 journal articles, book chapters, and scientific proceedings, and is the recipient of numerous professional awards and honors. He serves on the board of directors of multiple organizations, including Prevent Child Abuse America. Oprah Winfrey is an American talk show host, television producer, actress, author, and billionaire philanthropist. Although, as she has been called one of the most influential women in America, I'm sure many of you already know that. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Hi, this is my personal journal for What Happened to You. Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing by Bruce D. Perry, MD, PhD, and Oprah Winfrey. So, I've actually finished the book, so this is a bit of a cheater personal journal, but 
I'm rereading it now again because I want to. No, because it's the the my book cycle and this is my book choice. So first off, I love the visual of the book, the tactile sense. I know these things. I think people who love physical books uh, know what I'm talking about when they, like there's a smell, there's a feel, there's a paper feel, there's a quality feel. Also like the coloring, the water coloring, the blues, love it all. So that's always fun. I can't remember how I heard about the book or learned about the book at all. I have no recollection, but um, I always do enjoy trying to think about why people are the way they are all the steps that led up to who you are today and why you react the way you do or why you feel the way you feel those kinds of things really interest me so that's my main interest in the book kind of learning and hearing other story i find hearing other people's stories though hard to hear in this book tragic so tragic so emotional especially when dealing with children but it is kind of soothing in the sense of like a whole togetherness of gosh we're all just doing the best we can and wow look at the lemonade this person made out of their lemons they were adult in life so kind of makes me feel hopeful and human in our in just life and the struggle of life and I love reading about how kids do things and how kids process things because it really helps me well in my parenting life but it helps me in the like kids are so reflective of their environment and they haven't built up maybe the tools to hide it like we we often do or i often do and they really just show what's on the inside out and i love reading about not though i hate reading about the trauma that happened to these children um dr perry's work as a neuroscientist and with uh, as a psychiatrist or psychologist with children the pairing of it is so interesting because it's not just about behavior. It's about how the brain is triggered or reacting and why and how and where. And it's so full body, this whole thing. So, yeah, it's a really good book. I recommend it. <laughs> Clearly I did because I chose it for this uh, season two book cycle. I look forward to rereading it again and oh and i marked a page about a quote it's really early on in the intro about let me just find it here i have always felt the truth of the saying that the acorn contains the oak and through my work with dr perry i know this to be true too if we want to understand the oak it's back to the acorn we must go oprah so i kind of love that like little visual it's all in the it's all in that acorn you know sometimes some of this stuff just it's all laid out before we even even take our first breaths so anyways happy reading see ya honestly my first impression was skepticism because the book is written by a celebrity and that's not normally something that i would read Upon further investigation, it's co-written by Dr. Bruce D. Perry, who seems to have quite a bit of expertise in trauma, so I feel a little bit less apprehensive about the book. Honestly, I don't follow Oprah, so I'm not really sure what to expect from this book. It's written in a conversational style, which totally makes sense, because 
you know, Oprah has a show where she interviews people and has conversations. So Oprah's followers are used to consuming Oprah in conversations. Uh, so I get it. That makes sense. Because it's broken down in conversations, I think it'd be really easy to like read this book a little bit at a time, which is good because in the intro, it even says that this book might be difficult for some people to read. It might be t triggering and you might have to put it down and come back to it a little bit later. Put that together with the fact that it has a lot of words. Like this book is pretty long. It's way more dense and much longer than I thought it was going to be. Hopefully that means it's got a lot of good content. But the downside is I wonder if all of us will finish this book before the six or seven week book cycle is over. You know, we'll see. I might. I hate not finishing the books, number one. And number two, I love reading about trauma, neurology, biology, psychology, all these things. So the book has a lot of stuff that I already like to read about. I'm hoping that I'll also learn something new. That would be a bonus. Pretty good. And uh, I'm going to dive right in. I think I got to get started. Otherwise, I might be one of those that doesn't finish. Okay, see you later. Goodbye. All right, this is my take two of my intro, like my first personal journal for what happened to you. I'm a little bit annoyed with myself because... I liked my take one and I also don't want to do more than one take because I want my journals to sound first take-ish, right? Like I want them to be authentic and genuine and I don't want them to be rehearsed. So anyway, here I am doing exactly what I don't want to do because I forgot to say that Oprah also wrote this book. My first personal journal, I only said Bruce Perry, Dr. Bruce Perry, actually. So I am re-recording so that I can include her because I felt like that mattered because this is a book that is by co-authors and how rude of me to not say Oprah's name. But also then I debated with myself because I was like, does anybody really know that, like, is anyone not aware that Oprah's attached to this book? If anything, Bruce Perry is the guy that needs highlighting. Anyway, so what I said in my first journal, and I stand by, is the reason I'm excited to read this book. First of all, I am excited to read this book. It is in my interests. It falls under my interests anyways. This isn't a book that I'm reading just because someone else picked it. This is a book that I would read even if it wasn't part of Book Interrupted. But what I was saying in my first personal journal is that this book is a trifecta uh, for me because it is a personal interest book. It is also a professional development book because I work in a field that is very trauma-informed. So having this knowledge will only, you know, make me more trauma-informed. And then it is also for Book Interrupted. So ding, ding, ding. I think that may be all I have to say. I had a better ending in my first personal journal, so sorry, everybody. Blame Oprah. Hello, Kara here to talk to you about the book what Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and the infamous Oprah Winfrey. Uh, gosh, I've been real excited to uh, dive into this book for a good few months now, I'd have to say. Uh, it's been on the list ever since I saw Gabor Mate's The Wisdom of Trauma. I signed up for that through work and watched the documentary, which I loved, and then signed up for his trauma course. It's an online course 
uh, full of great resources and tools. But along with that payment uh, came a bunch of like emails, one email contained a fantastic list of so many books on the topic of trauma and there it was what happened to you right there at the top and I'd heard a few different celebrities endorse it and talk very highly of it one of which was Dak Shepard and I just think he is an incredible fellow um, so with so many recommendations obviously I couldn't say no Plus, it's kind of applicable in my new field that I'm in. It, it's only been a few years since I left the financial industry and decided to jump right into professional coaching. And now I'm a therapist in training as well as doing uh, fitness on the side. So there's still so many learning curves to take place. And one that I keep encountering, whether it is in the gym teaching a fitness class and people complaining about like certain physical ailments to which they don't know, the cause or the source like why is this happening it's been investigated the doctors and specialists aren't getting any answers i've also seen it show up in the coaching room so doing professional coaching with people uh, with more of an emphasis on behavioral coaching so very similar to cognitive behavioral therapy except that I tend to focus on individuals who on the mental health continuum are sitting at about like zero to plus one, plus two, more in the areas of, I guess what we could label as thriving and not so much into surviving. But I see trauma show up in these discussions with my clients as well. Sometimes we really beat ourselves up like, logically, I understand that I should be making this change and yet. So I see it show up so many times in coaching, especially around like procrastination, perfectionism, imposter syndrome. And I know sometimes trauma it's one of those terms that is like loaded with a lot of different meaning for different people. I used to be one of those people who used to think like trauma, that is like the really horrific, horrible, terrible, oh my goodness sort of things. And I would dismiss allowing myself to see what didn't sit well with myself growing up. Because to be fair, like, I had a very privileged upbringing, but there were some things that happened to me that really impacted the way that I think, feel, behave. So this book, I've really, like I said earlier, really looking forward to jumping right in, learning so much more about it. I love that he brings a neuroscientific perspective. Part of my own coach training was from not only a cognitive behavioral model, but it was also really heavy into neuroscience. And it was so fascinating to discover the different areas of the brain and to really examine like the nervous system. Uh, so I can't wait to get more into this material. It is right up my alley, not only from like an occupational perspective, but also just I do my best learning understanding myself a little bit more and isn't it nice to have even as the title of the book it's not about what's wrong with you it's about what happened to you all right what happened to you i know this shouldn't matter but uh, i really like the aesthetics of this book a lot 
Um, I like the feel of it. I also really love how Dr. Pa like how it's organized. Like, so Dr. Perry is in black, and then all Oprah's questions and comments are in blue. I just really like how that's organized that way. It almost is like a conversation. Yeah, it says conversations on trauma. So I really like that. I like how the, the flow of the book a lot. And I have wanted to read this book. Like I, I've seen it pop up everywhere. Um, all my book groups and social media and stuff, people talk about this book. So I was really excited when Leah was picking it. Uh, although it is, like the topic is pretty heavy. And it just, you can't help thinking about people you know and yourself and reactions you might have as an adult and anyway it's a real conversation and uh, rabbit hole for sure uh, starter book so it really makes you uh, think and contemplate you know your behaviors and how you act I also like um, Lindsay had started reading before when we were doing the 4% fix and I remember her saying that um, we were joking about Oprah coming on our show and I liked that part when he was like sure um, he was like doing some sort of um, research lab research and it wasn't going well and they were like Oprah's on the phone he's like oh yeah sure Oprah okay nice thanks guys I just like he was having a bad day so I really like that I thought from her comments that it was recent but I like that it's from like They've had this friendship for a very long time. So I really like that as well. Anyway, so I look forward to reading the book. I've only like just started it. I'm only like 40 pages in. It's really, it's an easy book to read because of the way it flows, but the topics, the topic isn't easy. So after you put it down, you, it's like you're constantly thinking back to the book and what she, what she said, what he said, and how it might relate to yourself or people you know. Anyway, looking forward to discussing it with the girls, having conversations. Okay, bye. Here we go, our first book from our second season. Welcome. So our first book is What Happened to You, Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey book. Leah's book pick, and I saw this book, Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing, and I will have to tell you that I wasn't that excited to read it. It does not sound like a joy, obviously, because it's about trauma. This just does not seem like my kind of book. But I opened it up and I started reading um, a bit of it. And what he talks about at the intro or at the beginning at some point, or maybe it was Oprah, but they said that this book is not just for people who have experienced trauma when they were younger, but also for people who have people in their lives who have experienced trauma when they were younger. And it kind of the concept is what happened to you, like what happened in your life to make you who you are, as opposed to why are you like that? Let's talk in the way of what happened to you. And I do have people in my life who've experienced trauma when they were younger. So all of a sudden my brain switched on this book and I thought, oh yeah, this is actually a really good book for me to read to be able to understand where they're coming from and to understand where they're, why their brain is the way that it is. And also really interesting how in the book there is, from what I could see, a lot of scientific information. There's diagrams, which are really interesting. So I think it's going to be an interesting mix of both storytelling and uh, stories of people's lives and how they've been affected by trauma and how they are as adults and also 
how the brain works in these circumstances. And so now I'm actually really looking forward to reading this book. I'll let you know what I think um, as I'm reading it. But uh, welcome to season, or, or season? Yeah. Year two. Woo. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. I have a rather inconvenient interruption this weekend. On Friday, we realized that it appears our heat is not working. As well, Friday marks the beginning of a cold snap. Now, luckily, I am sheltered. I do have a house. I have a home. And also, luckily, the temperature was 19, then 18, and now 17. So blankets and extra layers work. We're fine. However, I am sitting here with freezing cold feet right now making this recording and uh, trying to think of what can I what can I talk about as an interruption. And I thought, well, there you go right there. We'll talk about my freezing cold feet, which are the outcome of my lack of heat. <laughs> but again, all with a grain of salt because I'm OK. I also have another safe place to go should it become too cold to bear. But right now we're all OK, even though a little cold. Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. All right, so we're doing new book cycle, What Happened to You? It's Leah's book pick. So Leah, do you want to start and say why you picked this book and anything sure. you want to add? Great. Yeah. So the book is What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. And it's by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. You may have heard of her. Why did I pick this book? I can't remember how I landed on it. My guess is I was listening to a podcast and somehow it like, that's usually how things happen. So some podcast was talking about it and then I listened to like a sample of it and I liked it. And I was initially, I don't know why, but embarrassed that I was picking like an Oprah book because it seems <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know. Does anyone else kind of relate yeah. that that could be? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I'm on the bandwagon. And yeah. I'm just reading it because of Oprah. Yeah, or right, something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not against Oprah. I, I, I never really thought about Oprah. But um, as it turns out, like, uh, not even surprisingly, she's quite a character. And she's had a very interesting life. And I always like thinking about why people are the way they are and how they got there. And I didn't realize how traumatic this book might be to read even. It's a, it's a really hard, like some people just don't get a, a chance, you know? Their odds are stacked against them right from the start. I was reading this while reading From the Ashes. So I was like really just an emotional turmoil. It was like the same kinds of childhood stories and trauma and this and that and it's just turned out to be it has a like kind of a beautiful ending in the saddest way I you expect a lot oh of God. tears everybody but I think you'll like it and I always like things to have a bit of a science background otherwise it feels too I don't know 
I can't trust it. So Dr. Perry, who really specializes in the brain and he is a psychiatrist that works with children. So like, holy. Not only is he such an insightful and intelligent neuroscientist, but that he doesn't leave his heart at the door that he really brings a lot of compassion and curiosity and humility to the work that he does. He really tries to understand, at least from the case studies that he includes in the book, like he really tries to not judge and do exactly like what the book title says, which is looking at what happened to you. Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know if that answered why I picked it. I just, it happened. <clears throat> that's what happened to you. That's what, um, <laughs> that's what happened to you. <laughs> I like that they called it what happened to you instead of what's wrong with you. Like that was one of the mm -hmm. things I first picked up on it, that they, mm -hmm. they did it that way. I like that too, because what happened to you is that's why you, who you are. Um, not like there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? I and think, like, I, like I think too, like with that, I think also like when we're interacting with people on a daily basis, this comes up because you might have somebody where let's say you go, I don't know, to the bank. Does anybody go to the bank anymore? Whatever. You go somewhere and the person you're working with is rude or short with you or whatever. And some people were like, oh, what's wrong with that person? But really it's like, wow, maybe they're having a bad day, you know? Yeah. Right. Like it's rarely about when someone is yeah. doing something, it's rarely about you. It's more usually about them. Yeah. I mean, for some people it's about you know, depending on how you're acting. It <laughs> depends you. on what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> depends on what you're doing. But, but, yeah, uh... that's very true. And then these circumstances, kind of like case studies, or it's just, I'm not sure where everybody is in the book, but it gets so interesting in like how the brain is triggered by like, there's one whole case study about smell. And it's like, you're getting these results out of children and it could have nothing to do with what you think it has to do with. Like there's so many factors and how the brain is triggered by smell. And that made you want to uh, like act out. Well, you'll get there in the book, but anyways. Leah, wasn't there a story about a teacher or something that was dealing with mm -hmm. a student and the student came down to, I think deodorant or cologne. Yeah. And the teacher was wearing the same cologne or deodorant of his father. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the, it was that smell that was triggering the student's reason to want to act out and not participate. Yeah. And so when the, when the teacher changed his cologne, they had a better working relationship, I think. And, yeah, exactly. And it's so interesting. Kids are such a good source because they haven't been fully maybe socialized yet. So they just do, as opposed to like, maybe a, an adult would repress their, you know, acting out and take it out on themselves later or in other facets of their lives. But I thought that was kind of interesting because he works with kids. He sees so much behavior because they're showing you everything. Their, their card's always showing. Some adults too, <laughs> myself included. My <laughs> cards are often showing if anyone cares to look at them. <laughs> it's interesting to think about adults that way too because some people have such poor emotional regulation mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, geez, but it's because they haven't maybe- <laughs> Present. <laughs> they weren't, they didn't develop that. <laughs> Maybe they didn't develop that when they're older. So when people freak out, you could be like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just step back yeah. and give you a moment. And, and also when somebody is, you know, become really angry, explosive and stuff, you can't really, I think this is another important point is you can't really rationalize with that person until mm. they're regulated. 
And I like yeah. that because it's not just with kids, but like with kids, it's important too, because you know, some is like we're kids are getting punished or whatever for their behavior. And it's like, well, first yeah. let's get that. Let's get yeah, them regulated you know, it's, it's, and then figure out what's going on. Yeah. The lesson doesn't so, come in the moment. The lesson comes when you're calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how it kind of highlighted that every behavior, even if the observer doesn't understand, let's say poor behavior in another individual, that there's always a reason behind individuals' actions, you know, that they stem from somewhere. It's some type mm-hmm. of like coping mechanism or fight or flight response. I thought that was really cool too. My personal goal like for a couple of years now has been to get, I often after the fact realized, fuck, that had nothing to do with what I w- was agitated in the moment about and react reactive to. And it takes me sometimes like a week to figure out why I acted that way. And it sits with me because of my brain loves a good problem solve until I figure it out. It's like, I can't forgive myself for being an asshole until I figure out the why. I'd love to get that closer together. Well, first of all, I'd like to create like a pause so I don't lash out. And then that would be probably a better first goal. (laughs) But (laughs) why I act that way, you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, often case my husband, like he's a sometimes the recipient. (laughs) That was a gift with his purchase. (laughs) It has nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think it has to do with something in your childhood? I mean, this book is all about things that happened in our past and our childhood that have affected the way that we react as adults. Do you think that that comes from something that happened? Like, you don't have to say what it is. You don't want to share. No, no, that's fine. I I understand why I'm, uh, I'm always a little bit on high alert. Like my surroundings, like knowing where everyone is in the room, trying to read everyone's face in the room. Meredith touched on this for our last, uh, podcast about the glasses kind of reading the room is important and I just run that way I don't know that there's a maybe different way and I think it's because I woke up so many times kind of came to in strange places from a seizure and didn't know Mm -hmm. and had to do it can I trust this place can I trust these people I spent a lot of time with strangers in the hospital with doctors even though my parents were there and took really good care you Mm -hmm. know there's a lot of stranger Mm -hmm. danger and it's stressful anyway, the seizure. Yeah. So your body's probably already feeling unsafe, right? Because so it's exhausting. Oh, for sure. Everything right? for me breaks down to feeling safe. Like it, it might present itself as a control issue. But for me, it's a lot about, I, I don't often feel safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of what the book is saying too, is that it all kind of stems back to safety for a lot of these Maybe. things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the different lengths that we go to, if we feel threatened or if we detect fear we're not safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, so I, once I started reading this book, so my daughter had a birthday party yesterday and I was doing all the things for the birthday party and I was doing it by myself, even though we had people that are offering to help me. I'm like, no, no, I don't need help. I don't need help. You know, I was just doing it. And I, I've, I've mentioned my husband before. He's very kind with the way he communicates to me. And I was last night after I said how tired I was and he said, that's because you don't let anyone help you. And I was like, I know, it, but I really didn't need help. And blah, blah. And he was like, I know, but now you're tired. So and you kind of cranky. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, and so and all he said, he's like, for some reason, you have some sort of block where you don't let people help you. And that's all he said. And then hmm. since last Oops. night, 
today and then reading the book last night before bed, I was like, why do I have that block for people not wanting to help me? Why? I think it's because if people help me, what did they want in return? What are they, they're giving oh, me, there's a are they manipulating, that? manipulating me? That's interesting. Yeah, so I don't so let people they... help me either. I'm so bad at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to consciously be like, yes, I will accept your help. And I will accept if it doesn't work out <laughs> the way that I've carefully planned it in my mind. Oh, um, so you guys both have that. Yeah. Your mom is kind of like that too, isn't she? Don't you think? Like she's yeah. all like, I gotta do everything all by myself. I gotta get it done. So. Almost yeah. to the extreme. It might all stem yeah. back to the same person. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. I was just speculating. I wonder. Weird. Could that be? <laughs> Does Matt accept help? Does Matt ask for help? Does your brother accept help? No. Yeah, just nah. I don't think he does. Like it's really hard whenever he does. When I'm like, hey, I will help you with this. It's just my mom. He'll let me help him sometimes now. He did recently and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, we're all growing, right? Cause I have trouble with that too. So it's, I'm not Mm. judging him in any way. But when he does, I'm like, okay. And you know, I try to let people help me too, but it's hard, man. It's really hard. It and comes down to and trust. it's just a tiny thing, right? It's just a tiny thing. A birthday party. It's like, no, I was doing it. And he's like, yeah, I know you're doing it. But people offered to help you. <laughs> yeah. I know, but yeah. Anyway, so reading this book just makes me, it's like an onion, right? When you have trauma when you're younger, it's like an onion of all the things you do. Like clearly, like when Oprah is like people pleasing, I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm getting over that, blah, blah, blah. And I like how it's like a conversation. Like how mm. they make it like it's over mm-hmm. him talking. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, it kind of like lets your guard down as you're reading it instead of just being like, I'm analyzing. Like it's very, I just really like the way that it flows because it doesn't feel like like a medical book, but it also doesn't feel like there's the medical background. So you kind of, do you know what I mean? I you don't trust know it, know. but it's oh, easy absolutely. to digest. I feel yeah. like it might've been actually something that was played around with for example, I wonder if Dr. Perry and Oprah had a conversation saying, hey, you know what? We know how the brain works and that in order for us to move through regulation into uh, relating into reason, in order to tap into that frontal cortex, what can we do in the delivery of our book to help increase the likelihood of an audiobook a listener or a reader to be able to take in and absorb as much as we're saying and a conversation I think is a great strategy whether they did actually have this planning session or not I, I mean I'm sure Dr. Perry strategy. would apply yeah. that to all his work really just like wouldn't mm-hmm. you if you knew how the brain works then you would just use it all the time it seems to make wow. sense and yeah. you're right it really makes it so that you don't Cause I think some people do have flare ups towards uh, like, I know with myself, you give me a textbook and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm stupid. I don't know how to read this. No, I can't because I have in my sorting mechanisms in the filing cabinets, I must have stories in my past around being in school. What is the expectation on how to be a learner? Can you perform well in a test? So the conversational style is really easy peasy. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm just listening to people talk. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I disagree with my experience. I didn't, I really dislike the conversational style. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if it would come up or not, but that's one thing that stood out for me 
from the get-go. I'm almost done the book too. So that's why I'm being kind of extra quiet. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to. This like, is episode Pull in episode three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here in episode one. Yeah, I don't like that. I had a textbook. It's funny. I had a textbook once that was delivered in that way. And I say this in my personal journal. So at the risk of repeating myself, it feels condescending to me. Oh, oh. and what does that mean? Could you tell us more? You said oh. this. Why don't you go about like, and I, I hate it. Like I, it's very. And that came from your past. What happened to you? What happened to you to make you feel condescension? Yeah. 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 And I, well, I feel like that might be a manipulation thing too. Like yeah. that might come down to feeling manipulated too, because it's like, just tell me, I don't need the song and dance about how, like it, it, it also feels inauthentic, right? Because. Ah. And it might be true. It might actually be authentic, but I guess when I'm reading a conversation, it feels inauthentic because of that whole setup, right? Like, okay, here's this story, blah, 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 blah. And then Oprah conveniently like, oh, well, you mentioned this. Could you tell us more about that? Like dragging ah. the story along. And I just, yeah. it doesn't, it's not my preferred style of a, of a book. So. But doesn't make the most sense for a book by Oprah. It makes sense yes. for the people who love Oprah, who consume Oprah, to consume her in an interview type conversation style. Totally. So two good, good point. points. I didn't consider Kara's point about how making this information delivered conversationally would also potentially serve the purpose of regulating the reader right away. Right. So I think that's- And really relational. And the conversations are relational. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And then that is another good point that you make, Mayor, because what is Oprah but a conversationalist? Like all of her talk show is like talking. Obviously, it's a talk show, right? She's talking to people, right? So (laughs) those are two really good points. I still don't like it. (laughs) Uh, I'm with you. I love it. It wasn't my favorite either. Yeah, yeah. That's y'all are so deep. Like I didn't pick up. I didn't even realize I was reading in conversational style. (laughs) (laughs) you guys are layered talk about onions my god (laughs) this story is a conversation you guys are really you really dissected that onion and sarah said it was like the onion i thought she was talking about the satirical newspaper at first (laughs) i was like it's like the onion i didn't pick up on that at all sarah is way deep she's so deep Yeah. Um, funny. I really liked uh, about the book. I mean, I didn't really care either way. Like I didn't love the yeah. conversation. I didn't hate it. I mean, the whole book itself is not super my style, but I mm-hmm. do appreciate because I didn't have to deal with trauma. Uh, I'm very fortunate in my childhood and I have a lot of friends who have dealt with trauma in their childhood. And he even says it at the beginning of the book that this is not just a book for people who have dealt mm-hmm. with trauma. It's a book for people who have people in their life that have dealt with trauma. And so for me, I mean, I'm only maybe halfway through, but for me, it's been really enlightening being able to, you know, whether whatever style it is, and I liked the scientific and stuff, but the kind of information of how, you know, this has impacted my friends and family that have gone through trauma, um, mm-hmm. I think has been really great for me to be able to empathize and sympathize and and understand more where they're coming from, I think was a, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but. I no, think, I, I mean, yeah. Like, I think that's one of the reasons they, that, I mean, obviously they said it, but it's one of the reasons these books are good is because it's all about if somebody who's experiencing trauma needs that 
relational aspect. It really helps if the person you're having a relationship with understands that when you have these reactions that don't yeah. necessarily make sense, it has nothing to do with them. It's something that you're working on. And it's like, people might say something like that person triggered me, but it's not about that person. It's, I got triggered. This I got just triggered. like your book, Mayor, the communicate, yeah. nonviolent communication. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's like owning. It's about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What me. am I going through? Not rejecting it. Not about yeah. them. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Do you know you can also support us by wearing some of our kick-ass swag? Check it out at www.bookinterrupted.com shop. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Book reader problem right there. Yeah. Frig. <laughs> yeah. She's a liar. <laughs> okay. I already so, made her bed. Well, I no- slept in it because she kicked me out of my bed. Embarrassingly explains how I can be just a little bit much. <laughs> if you were indeed in fight or flight to have slow regulated right. rhythmic breathing. Are they acting in a way that you weren't allowed to act? And then eventually I hope that he'll make the right choice before the school calls children's aid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet spot of timing it out. I'm a high-stake <laughs> poker there, but okay. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.